up in this week's Triton Spotlight, we're chatting with UC San Diego women's soccer goalkeeper Kira Fitzgerald. The junior fills us in on what it was like to meet her teammates and develop team chemistry in the throes of the pandemic, which teammate is the best cook, and how a tree on the other end of the field helped her decide to focus on goalkeeping when she was young. Plus, we'll put Kira on the hot seat in our vaunted quick pick segment. That's all coming up when our conversation with Kira Fitzgerald comes your way in a moment in this week's Triton Spotlight. Welcome to episode 63 of Triton Cast. This is the podcast for UC San Diego Athletics. I'm your host, Jeff Turiel. Whether you found us on your favorite podcast platform or on UCSDTritons.com, thank you so much for joining us this week. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe to the show, rate us, or write a brief review. Before we get to this week's chat with Kira Fitzgerald, let's go around campus. Congrats to Reese Bugelli from Men's Water Polo. He was named the WWPA Player of the Week last week for the first time in his career. Head over to UCSDTritons.com for a terrific feature on women's soccer senior Caitlin Meyer. The center back volunteers in a lab at Scripps Institution of Oceanography studying red algae and how that might be able to positively combat climate change. It's fascinating stuff. The swim and dive season officially gets underway this month, and their full schedule can be found online. And this week's University Credit Union Athletes of the Week are Andrew Valverde from Men's Soccer and Emily McDaniel from Women's Volleyball. Congratulations to those two. Now it's on to this week's Triton Spotlight. Here's our conversation with UC San Diego Women's Soccer junior goalkeeper, Kira Fitzgerald. Kira, how old were you when you started playing soccer? I started playing soccer as soon as I could walk, pretty much. My my dad grew up playing soccer, and he was the my club coach for a majority of my childhood. So I've pretty much had a ball at my feet all of my life, and I don't think that will be changing anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Did you play any other sports as a youngster? Um, Mostly soccer. I played a little bit of volleyball and basketball growing up. So pretty much all the tall people sports, but soccer was the one I stuck with. But I enjoyed basketball and volleyball a lot, too. I was going to ask you that. So were you always tall for your age? I had a growth spurt, like a major one, I guess, freshman year of high school. But throughout middle school, I was on the taller end for sure. Got it. Got it. And in terms of soccer, were you a keeper or were you playing all kinds of positions? Um, I started out all kinds of positions. I think I was probably around 12 when I started playing goalkeeper. And once I got in the net, I don't think I ever really came out of it. What attracted you to, to being in, in the net? Um, I just remember having a lot of fun saving the ball, I guess when, um, they, hmm, I haven't really thought about this one, actually. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. No, because the the true answer is when I was young, the I was inclined to be in goal because the other players had to run more, but I don't think that's a very good answer. So That's a great answer if it's the truth. Yeah, no, when I was, um, okay, so when I was... 12 I distinctly remember like the goalkeeper did not have to go run around the tree at the other side of the field at like one of my ASO practices and so I volunteered to be goalkeeper and then once I like saved a couple I actually really enjoyed it and I never came out of it but the 
what sparked it is not wanting to run around the tree, which is kind of funny. It's very funny, but it's so legit, right? I mean, it's so, especially at that age, that's a very, very valid reason. Yes. So how did you learn the craft of, of being a goalkeeper? Um, a lot of extra training. Like I said, my dad was my coach for like majority growing up. So once I kind of got in goal, he spent a lot of time um, picking up new drills and like showing me different things. We went out to the field a lot when I was younger because there was a field right by my house, just kicking balls um, throughout the afternoon into evenings, like before, after practice, juggling with him and just the extra training, I guess, with him and then um, eventually goalkeeper coaches. And what was your father's playing background? He just played in in high school and club growing up, um, but then he really got into coaching. And then I that sparked it even more when I started playing. And at what point did you become serious about the sport? I don't really have an exact date because I've... I feel like I've been serious about the sport my entire life. Like I knew I wanted to play college in middle school. Like I knew I wanted to continue to play at an even higher level than what I'm currently playing at. And I still feel that way now. Just keep reaching for the stars. And as a goalkeeper, for those of us who don't play the sport and and didn't play at any high level, there's a lot more to it than obviously stopping opposing shots, right? I mean, you're directing your defense, you're directing your back line. And so tell us a little bit about what goes into the position. Yeah, when I talk to people, a lot of being a goalkeeper is mental, mentally staying engaged in the game. I'm constantly throughout the game talking to my outside backs, my center backs. It's about tracking their marks and pushing everyone up and like, Um, There are certain games where I don't touch the ball a whole lot. So it's really important to stay mentally engaged when there is that one moment in like the 75th or even like 88th, 89th minute where I have to make a save. And it's really important to stay engaged throughout the whole thing because you really don't know when they're going to call upon you. So, yeah, I would say overall it's more mental for sure. And knowing that... If something does happen, if there is a goal that knowing that there's 10 other people in front of you and trying to have almost like a goldfish mentality is what I call it. Um, A 10 second memory, if you do make a mistake or a little play, because there are so like very few times I do touch the ball during a game, like to keep moving forward throughout the whole game. That's an interesting perspective. That's an interesting way to look at that. So for you personally, What's more challenging, a game where the other team is firing a lot of shots at you or a game where there's not a lot of action at your end and you are staying mentally engaged while the ball's down at the other end? Honestly, I would say the second option is harder because once, like we've had games this year, especially against Cal and Pepperdine in the beginning of the year where I'm facing shot after shot. And like, once I'm kind of engaged and turn on in those moments, it's kind of it like the adrenaline kicks in and I'm hyper-focused on the game. Whereas the, a little bit slower games where I'm not having as much um, physical action, it's really important for me. And I, 
make sure like I'm talking throughout the entire game. I'm doing what I can control with the communication aspect, even the little movements of my positioning where the ball's at the field and kind of moving um, the back line, like chess pieces to make sure I still don't have to make a save. So I would say that's the difference. How much talking or yelling do you do in a game? I do a lot of it. Um, my I'm constantly telling my outside backs to check their left shoulder, right shoulder. I'm telling my six and my center back um, where the runners are coming from, especially in this level of play now. Um, the players are constantly moving and I'm that extra eye to tell my team where we have to be positioned and where we have to go. But a lot of talking goes into it, a lot of yelling. I've lost my voice a couple of times, but it's starting. It's at this point in the season where it's it's um it's fully back. But at the beginning, for sure, where I jump into games, I start to lose it. <laughs> That's got to be so challenging because if you have another game coming up, then what do you do if you can't really be vocal? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lots of lots of water and some throat medicine but overall it's just practice and as the season goes on and as you get more into it adrenaline starts to take over and your body gets used to the stress and is that something as a keeper uh, when you were younger you you had to learn the game in that way in terms of being able to communicate with your teammates and help direct them as to where they should be positioning yeah so i would say coming into college i learned a lot on how to be more vocally present um my goalkeeper coach, Trent, has told me a lot of different things that I've used a lot more that I didn't um, before coming to college, just like making sure my outside backs are checking their left and right shoulders, um, dropping back, pushing up, but more specifically the right times to say that, especially with um, the difference between the balls being out, the ball needs to be cleared away, or I got the ball. And I kind of, I kind of always knew what to say. It's just now I have to be quicker in um, the time that I'm saying it. When you were in high school and beginning to go through the recruiting process, what ultimately led you to coming to UC San Diego? So I committed the spring of my junior year of high school here. And there was a lot of different factors that um, went into it. Obviously, I'm from Ventura, so I'm very close to home still here. It's only a couple hours away. I see my family a lot. They come to a lot of games, which is nice. Um, on my official visit, the team and the coaches made me feel very welcome here. We had a very impressive and competitive run in D2 and the top of the line academics, of course, at this school. And most like another thing, um, I grew up at the beach and I can't name a prettier one to live at right now. This is true. That would be a very, very short list. You mentioned family support and how important is that to you having family support at your matches? It makes every game feel like a home game when I have so much of my family and um, coming to the games. And even when they aren't at the games, I'm always getting text messages from my aunts and uncles and my grandparents about my games either before or after. And even I have a lot of family 
um, up at Cal Poly area and then obviously 805. So I'm actually really excited for our next game at UCSB because it's going to feel like a home game because I have so many friends who go to UCSB or are still in Ventura and a lot of my family and other soccer friends are going to be at that game. So it's really exciting and fun. No question about that. And have you played on that campus before in, in a tournament or club event or anything? I believe I have. I don't think it was the stadium, but I have played at UCSB before and like one of their side fields, definitely growing up during club. Well, those of us watching on, on ESPN plus Thursday night will be, have the sound jacked up and be listening for your family support at that one. Absolutely. So you told us that you committed as a high school junior to come to UC San Diego and then you get to campus and your freshman season didn't happen because of course the COVID-19 pandemic. And so for you, how did you adjust to campus life and being a college student, even though it was a semi quasi deserted campus? Yeah, I won't say, I won't lie and say it was easy to adjust during COVID. Um, I lived most of my freshman year by myself in the dorm. I had a roommate that transferred in the other spots in my dorm weren't filled because of COVID. So learning to be in a new place away from home, not knowing a whole lot of people living by myself, I would say was extremely challenging. And on top of that school was online. Um, yeah. When I think about it, it was really hard to meet people, especially because there weren't any events to go to or meet people or almost like feel like a normal college student, which in a way made me get closer to the older girls on my team. Uh, mostly the girls who are the fifth years and current seniors now. And once I like reached out to them, cause I was like, Oh, I need friends. I need to, I need to get closer with people. I put in that effort and then they all reciprocated it and took me in. And then all of a sudden I was at their houses all the time instead of by myself in my dorm. Um, and I felt like I had like at least 10 older sisters. And especially once we were allowed to start doing more activities together outside of just like the home, it was really nice to already have all these people that I was close to before we even were able to play games or step on the field and do more contact related things, I guess. Yeah. I can't imagine how tough that must've been as um, someone who was in a new place and essentially by themselves. And that's so impressive that you were able to make the connection with your older teammates. But in the moment, as you're going through that, did you have any doubts creep in as to, you know, what am I doing here? Is this worth it? That kind of thing? Uh, definitely. It was a process. And as I all say, trust the process. But when we get, when we got to campus, late start, season was canceled. And then when we jumped into soccer, it was, it was a split team. So we only went to practice like every other day of the week and we only had half the team there and we were all wearing masks. So when I think about this now, it was, I don't know how I got through it. Um, Cause I can't even imagine going back to that at all. So I can't imagine how the older girls must've felt in that situation, but it was really strange coming into like my first college season and being like, is this how it's going to be the entire time? And like not knowing what was coming. And of course everyone felt that way with COVID but I feel like it just exemplified um, because I was going through so many new things at one time. We're chatting with Kira Fitzgerald this week on Triton cast. So the season was canceled as we know, but 
the Big West and the schools did put together a quasi-competitive spring season. So you got to see some other Big West schools that year in, in spring play and in, in practice games. What was that experience like? Yeah, so my first thought um, was just overall excitement to finally be back on the field and like playing these games with these girls after almost a year, almost yeah, I would say it was around a year from not even being able to play any games at all because the last game I played before that first game of my freshman year spring was a like an end of the year high school game. So not even I didn't get my spring season of club soccer either. So I I jumped right in from high school to college, which is a very big jump. Um, And that spring season was definitely a challenge after not playing. And I remember being very nervous against Fullerton. That was my first game. But after that game, I did play really well. Um, And I just remember Trent, who's my uh, goalkeeper coach, giving me a hug after and being like, good job, kid. And it it made me really happy. Um, But overall, my memories of those games were just excitement and happiness to be back on the field after so long of not being able to play. You told us a little bit earlier about how you reached out to some of the upperclassmen on your team and started to develop that bond. But as you're going through that prime COVID era where you mentioned that team couldn't even get together and practice as a full team. You were broken up into groups. So when you came together that spring, how did you all develop team chemistry, which we know is so important? Yeah, it was very, very important. It was... I'm trying to remember because freshman year, I was still trying to figure out myself and my role on the team. And I know the older girls had some stuff um, chemistry-wise between them that I wasn't really a part of yet. And I was like itching to get into that like knit circle because I was creeping my way in. But I feel like as freshmen, you're not kind of there yet. But everyone like even though against Long Beach um, and a couple of the other games that spring season, we didn't get the results we wanted. But everyone was just eager to get prepared and be ready for that fall afterwards. And so last year, the 2021 season that which became the program's first competitive season in the big west what was it like to finally get on the pitch and play games that counted against division one competition which was new for all of you yeah i know i was really excited to be out there and playing against these top competitors i'm not going to say it was easy and i would say this year continues to prove that as well last year was just about learning and like the older girls especially because they had so much compet or they were winning so much i guess in division two it was almost how to bounce back when we um are in a deficit during a game and like making sure we stay positive and just keep pushing forward and kind of taking in the speed of our opponents and figuring out how to build our confidence and lower our defensive mistakes and then once we kept them to a minimum um because we were staying so positive and keep pushing every single game we did get some results that we wanted last year which was very exciting to see yeah no question about it i want to ask specifically about the win at uc irvine they they went on to win the big west championship but that road win what did that do for your team's confidence it was it was great our 
competition against Irvine every year is always super fun. We have a rivalry against them. So being on the road during conference, during school, everyone has a lot going on. We all came together and we didn't let anything else kind of get in the way of what we wanted to do. And that was beat Irvine. And that definitely boosted us up once we won and helped us to a lot more wins last year. And I think on my website profile for UCSD. That's one of my top moments, just the bus ride back. Everyone was so excited and the chemistry on the team that day and like the following weeks was just so good. Um, And even this year we knew we wanted, we knew they wanted revenge uh, speaking about Irvine and it pushed us to create such a good result against them against um, in this year as well. And we played really well and we went up one zero, and I will say, as a goalkeeper, I feel like I'm inclined to say that they were offsides, but I'll take it by <laughs> as well. <laughs> well, we'll check the video on that one. Yeah, run it back. But you you mentioned that the budding rivalry with Irvine, and so you win at their place last year. They win the Big West title. They're picked to win the Big West again this year. They come to La Jolla, and even though, as you mentioned, your team was up one, but you did battle them to a draw. You got a result. So how can that spring forward into these remaining Big West competitions? Because as you know better than I, but these it's not going to get easier. No, it definitely doesn't. Each game, we keep pushing forward and we stay positive, although we, we have tied the past couple, which has been good. Um, that game especially, it was a well-fought battle physically between the two teams, and it kind of just shows, like, we're here to stay, we're here to work. Um, I know the girls are all here. We're all committed and pushing. We want to do the best that we can. And we do have a fairly young team right now. And everyone, like all the freshmen, all the transfers, we're still bonding. I would say we are a young team. And that just leaves me optimistic for the future and for the rest of this year because we're we learned – against like St. Mary's, San Francisco, Cal Pepperdine in um, preseason this year against really good opponents. And our connectivity as a team is just going up from there. And like in each game, you can see we just have more possession and more ball control. And we're putting our style of play on the other team instead of the other way around, which is really exciting to watch. Our guest this week on Triton Cast is women's soccer goalkeeper Kira Fitzgerald. You're one of two team captains this year, along with forward Kennedy Carter. What does that honor mean to you? I am extremely proud and thankful for the captaincy. And I'm very thankful that the girls and coaches have faith in me to lead this team. It's a very big honor and I absolutely love doing it. I love everyone on the team. They are like a family to me. Of course, there is a lot of responsibility that comes with it. And because Ken and I are new to this, we're both juniors. There definitely has been a learning curve, which has been expected. Of course, we're new to this. We have two older classes. And I think that throughout the year, we continue to grow. Our leadership just continues to progress. Um, And it is just a big honor. And I'm happy to be doing it. So as a captain, what what does that role mean? What What are your responsibilities? Yeah. So as a goalkeeper, I'm not with the team during practice. So Ken takes over that more like lead by example role. And, and I would say during pregame, I've definitely been giving a lot of talks and little motivational speeches here and there, as well as making sure everyone knows off the field, I'm there for them. 
um, which I take big pride in making sure I'm very close with all the girls on the team, just because our captains last year, they were really there for me personally and soccer wise. So I want to promote that as much as possible because I know how much of an impact it left on me. And even if people don't acknowledge it, which is fine, I know by just emphasizing that I'm here for everyone and I'm definitely, a, I would say I'm a player's captain. I, I want to hear when people are upset or pe when people are happy, like I want to hear it all. I want to be there for them. Um, so I would say Ken definitely leads a lot by example. And oh, also she does a lot of the like technically like managerial aspects of captaincy because there are a lot of them. There's a lot of stuff that you wouldn't think you'd have to do. And then she takes over that and she's very good at it. So I'd say we're a really good pair. We kind of have all the parts that you'd need. And is that something you and she met about and are deliberate about which one of you is doing what, or did it just naturally fall into place? No, not at all. We didn't talk about it. I would say it just kind of naturally fell into place. Um, I like doing talks before games in the locker room and stuff and like pumping everyone up. And I kind of just naturally took that over and she naturally took the other side because it, it was a learning curve um, for a while with me not being so present in practice and kind of just doing what I can when I can to keep the team engaged. And I'm very happy to be a part of it. You referenced prior captains on the women's soccer team being an example for you. Have you talked to any of them now alumni about what the role entails or did you more so pick up based on how they handled situations in the past? No, so I've definitely talked to um, Delaney and Cammie from last year. I talked to Cammie yesterday, actually, and just talking about different scenarios, I guess, that we've gone through and um, just asking for advice. They were captains for a while. Delaney was captain for forever. And even when she was on the team, she'd pull me aside and we'd talk about different situations on the field, off the field. And they they were really good at teaching me and like giving me the the most they could before graduating. So I'm really thankful for both of them. And Delaney, when I was a freshman, I was struggling a little bit with fitness and like just overall like adapting to the team. And Dell took me to breakfast and we talked about it. And like anytime I got like a little bit better at something or a better result on something, she'd text me and say, good job. Like proud of you. People are showing you how much you've, or you've been showing how much you've worked and like, I'm proud of you. And as a freshman, who's not too sure, like my confidence is still growing that left such an high impact on me. And I want to make sure I'm doing the best I can to leave that impact on others, especially the freshmen, since we have such a big class. That is fantastic to hear. That's so cool that she went to those great lengths and now you're looking to pass that on to your, your teammates as well. What's your favorite part about road trips? Oh, that's a good one. We have a big one coming up um, against Santa Barbara pretty soon. I would say me personally, I, I really like listening to music. I that's just kind of who I am. I'm always listening to music, always doing something with that. So a lot of the times I'm just kind of in my own world. Half the time I'm doing homework because now we're in school, um, listening 
to music, I guess, or I pull up a game and I watch a game or, but I would say, oh, and on the bus a lot, I don't particularly play it because I'm not very good, but a lot of the team plays mafia on the bus and they get really, really into it, which that's always fun to watch. And then on road trips, when we get little, like sometime, like when we were at Cal, we went on little team walks or team dinners, and those are always so much fun and just bonding outside of soccer. You are on such a schedule. And when you get your rest time, it's with the girls and you just get really close at the beginning of the year with all these road trips. Yeah, I can imagine that component is so important. You're an international business major in seventh college. And last year you were named to the Big West Commissioner's Honor Roll. How do you balance academics and athletics? So personally, I have a lot on my plate at all time with school, soccer. I work two jobs and also balancing having time for fun with friends and self-care and being a normal college student. Um, So I'd say my biggest key is being as organized as possible. I almost religiously update my Google calendar. I definitely get that from my mom. Um, It's all color coordinated and I have every single day, pretty much of this entire quarter, like already planned out like with school and soccer and like I have all the dates like mixed in and then I have like the trips that I'm going to go on after season's over and I have everything all planned out so when it starts to get hectic I know where I have to be when I have to be all my deadlines so I would say to be fully prepared with my hectic life um, my biggest key would be to be organized on that Google calendar, what are the different colors represent? Um, well, I have it right here. I have purple for soccer because I like purple. And then just the different, um, my different classes are all different colors. And then for my jobs, it's blue. And then my trips are green, which there's no coordination between the colors. It's just for fun. Trying to make it as colorful as possible. <laughs> hey, whatever works for you. Exactly. So... I know you got a couple of years left, but eventually, what do you want to do when you graduate from UC San Diego? Yeah. So like you said, I'm pursuing a degree in international business as well as a minor in marketing. I just picked that up. So I hope to go to grad school for business, which I'm very slowly starting to look at options. I don't have everything planned out yet. Not that far in advance, I guess. Um, but I'm trying to pursue a career in either sports management or sports business related fields, either with a larger professional team or a larger company um, that's in sports or like athletic apparel, like Adidas or Nike. I have lived with sports my entire life and I don't think that's ever going to change. I was just like, okay, like I, I absolutely love it. So let's figure out a way to tie this into my life and my career. And in terms of your major being international business, have you traveled internationally or spent time internationally or plan to do international travel? So I haven't yet, but, um, oh, out of, out of college and out of probably grad school, I do want to travel abroad. That's one of my life goals, I guess. Um, and I think it's very possible. And I do want to spend a couple years abroad playing if that is an opportunity that's given to me i would think after grad school take a couple years 
find somewhere with a team in Europe to play, kind of travel around, play soccer just for a couple of years before I really get my career going. That would be ideal and something that I've dreamed about for years now. Well, I'm going to put a pin in that because we've had several Triton alums on this podcast before who are playing some sport internationally right now. So when that happens, we'll have you back on the show and you can fill us in on that. Perfect. I can't wait. I know you, you've said that you are a fan of San Diego Wave FC, which is the expansion NWSL team here in the San Diego area. Have you been to their matches this fall? So actually, that is one of my jobs. So I work for them. I'm currently an ambassador, which is like the main title, I guess. But I help a lot within game day operations, uh, merchandise sales, and some logistics within like the business side of the team. So I've pretty much this year been to every home match except for four. And I have a lot of uh merchandise i guess i have posters and shirts that i get from the games and it's been absolutely amazing because as um a female athlete growing up with the closest team to watch was either in portland or washington or halfway across the country getting able to see all these little girls at games and in LA now and in San Diego, it's amazing to see all these little girls have an opportunity to watch professional soccer and make their dreams more of a reality because I didn't have that. So when I go to games and I'm working games, cause I have, I have field access, which I internally freak out every time I'm on the field. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Especially since going into the new San Diego state football stadium, Snapdragon, I get to walk down the stadium, like security just lets me in. And half the time after I'm done with work for that, um, that half of the game, I just stay on the corner of the field and just kind of watch and take it all in. And it's been amazing to be a part of a groundbreaking season in attendance for women's soccer as a whole. And especially being at the match where they broke the NWSL attendance record against angel city. It was amazing. I was right on the field for that. And I saw it. And I just, I've gotten to meet some of the players and I've met the coach and I've met Jill Ellis. She's been absolutely insane. And I don't think I ever could imagine it when I was younger. What an incredible experience and wanting to work in sports. Well, now you're getting that experience that will help you down the road as well. So bonus points. Exactly. I'm getting so many connections within like the logistical side of it, as well as the soccer side. So honestly, I feel like it's the best of both worlds and they just made playoffs. They got third in conference. So there's the game coming up that I'm very excited for. Absolutely. On your bio on the UCSDTritons.com website, it says that you're scared of roller coasters. What's that about? I knew you were going to bring that up as soon as you said that. I don't, I don't like roller coasters like at all. I never have. I like anytime anyone's like, Oh, you want to go to six flags? Oh, you want to go to Knott's Berry farm as a kid? I've never been inclined to be like, Oh, like so excited or like rides at the fair really freak me out. So when I go with friends, I have to pretend that I am super tough, but deep down well, at the fair, it. those things look bootleg. I don't trust okay, those. Very true. But even like the couple times that I have been to six flags, I'm like, you know, honestly, I have no inclination to go on this. Like I'll, I'll watch you guys. That's perfectly fine with me, but I don't know. I don't like, I don't like it, but I don't know why. So it's just kind of a funny fact. 
I think it's legit because I can totally relate when I went to Six Flags as a kid um, in Georgia, where I grew up, same thing. I would walk around the park and I would enjoy my experience, but no thank you to some of those, exactly. most of those rides. You get it. <laughs> yeah, no question about that. So I'm on team. No, thanks. Roller coasters. <laughs> it's a little wordy. We got to come up with a better title, but. Oh, yeah. We're chatting with Kira Fitzgerald on Triton Cast this week. You ready for some quick picks? Yes, I am. Sunrise or sunset? Oh, sunset. Beach or mountains? Beach. Ocean or pool? Ocean. Favorite holiday? Uh, Christmas. Favorite breakfast food? Pancakes. What goes on them, if anything? Um, blueberries. <laughs> I love blueberries. Favorite pizza topping? Sausage. Mm-hmm. What's one place you've never been that you most want to visit? Italy. Why Italy? I really don't know, but I do. Oh, actually, I do know. My best friends just went and studied abroad there. And there's two of them and they went without me. And because we did go to different schools, but they had the most amazing time. And the entire time I just got so many pictures and videos of of their experience. And I want to go experience it for myself. Sounds legit to me. Yeah. You mentioned listening to music while traveling with the team. What are you listening to? Um, it really changes on my mood. I am very into um, alternative R&B, alternative rap. But also since coming to San Diego, I have gotten into a lot of different house music. So before pregame, that's definitely what I'm listening to. Playlists or podcasts? Playlists. Favorite ice cream flavor? Cookie dough. Burritos or tacos? Burritos. What's inside? My favorite burrito place here is, ah, I don't know why I'm blanking on the name, but it's definitely a shrimp, shrimp burrito. Got it. Reading or writing? Reading. All right. These are going to be tough. Okay. Ready? Yes. Which, which one of your current teammates thinks they're the funniest on the team? Lauren Rocco. <laughs> Who is the funniest on the team? Lauren Rocco, for sure. She's hilarious. Okay. Which of your teammates is the best cook? Best cook? Lucy Tang is really good at cooking. What's her, what's her go-to? She can cook it all. We're both foodies. So if we're not, if she's not cooking, we end up going out to dinner somewhere and everywhere we've gone or anything she's cooked is very yummy. What's one thing about you that would surprise even your friends? Hmm. Um, I'm not entirely sure about that one. Okay. Yeah. That's favorite, one. <laughs> favorite big West road trip. Uh, to UC Santa Barbara. Cause my family and friends are there. Probably could have guessed that one. Yeah. 
If you could play one other sport for one day at UCSD, what would you play? Probably volleyball. Why? I really like all the girls on the team and I've played volleyball growing up and honestly, it's just so much fun. And I really like jumping. I feel like as a goalkeeper, I jump a lot and they jump a lot. So I feel like it's a great mix. I think just pulling out that quote, I like jumping, it would be a winner. <laughs> if you could learn one new sport that you don't know how to play and play it respectably well, what would that be? I have a couple friends on the water polo team. So I'm going to say water polo because anytime I talk to the girls or guys, I really don't know how they do it. And if I, cause I, I can't tread water anyways. So I don't know how they play a whole game while being held down by other people and play a sport. So if I could magically wake up one day and figure out how to play water polo, I think that would be so cool. All right. This doesn't necessarily fit in our quick picks, but I'm just curious your take on the new NCAA rules where there's no more overtime. Honestly, I really like it just because um, there were so many games last year that we went into overtime and then we're playing like two 120 minute games or then it's then golden goal. And I kind of I kind of like knowing how much time is left, I guess, or like mentally preparing um, time management, I guess, with the game. Got it. And we'll end here. What's the ideal climate to play soccer for you? A lot of it is what we've been having here in the winter, which is probably, I don't know, uh, like 60s, a little, a little cloudy, but not breezy. I don't know, perfect, like Southern California basic weather that I've grown up playing in my entire life. And now that I think of, and now that I have played in like the extreme heat or the extreme cold, I'd rather stick to my Southern California perfect temperature. Makes a lot of sense. Kira, thanks so much for joining us this week. Of course, Jeff. Thank you. You know, it was so interesting to get a better understanding from Kira about just how important it is for goalkeepers to be vocal throughout the course of the match. And I can totally relate to that story about how she ended up in net as a youngster. That's good stuff. Be sure to join us for an all-new Triton Cast next week. And remember that new episodes of Triton Cast premiere each Wednesday. Thanks for so much for listening to this week's show. And don't forget, you can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms by searching Triton Cast wherever you get your pods. And a reminder that you can listen to any of our 63 episodes whenever you want on demand. Just visit ucsdtritons.com slash podcasts. For more on TritonCast, follow us on Twitter at TritonCast. And if you've got suggestions for a future guest, send us a tweet or email us at TritonCast at ucsd.edu. We'll see you back here next week. You've been listening to TritonCast. TritonCast is a production of UC San Diego Athletics Communications. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your platform of choice. If you have show questions or comments or suggestions for future guests, email us at tritoncast at ucsd.edu. You can also follow the show on Twitter at tritoncast.